everyone. My name is Michelle, and welcome to Romcom Weekly. Today, my friend Kat is back on the podcast, and we're talking about the movie Clueless. Hi, Kat. Hi, Michelle. I'm so excited to talk about this movie with you. Me too. I'm glad. I'm glad we decided to go with this one. Yes, same here. So, a few things about this movie: it was released in July of 1995. It's written and directed by Amy Heckerling. It's based on Jane Austen's Emma. It stars Alicia Silverstone, Stacey Dash, Brittany Murphy, and Paul Rudd. The IMDb.com summary is, Shallow, rich, and socially successful Cher is at the top of her Beverly Hills high school's pecking scale. Seeing herself as a matchmaker, Cher first coaxes two teachers into dating each other. It has a 6.8 on IMDb, and it made around $56 million worldwide. Okay, Kat, on a scale from 1 to 10, what are you rating this movie? I'm giving it an 8. Okay. Um, I decided to give it an 8 because I feel like it's still, you know, it was released in 1995 and more than a decade later, we're still watching it and enjoying it. And I feel like it's also something that I can show to my daughter when she's closer to her teen years Mm -hmm. and have it still be relevant. I also think it's very funny, very clever and witty. And I think they do a good job, even though it's a rom-com and silly. I think they did a really good job of having us fall in love with characters. Totally. So I'm coming in really high for this one. I'm coming in at a nine. And okay. I think it's just purely based off of the feelings I was feeling after I rewatched this movie. It just put a huge smile on my face. It just brought me back in the best way possible. But of the long list of movies to talk about, why'd you choose this one? And what's your relationship with this? Clueless is one of my favorite movies. So I feel bad giving it only an eight. (laughs) (laughs) But but it was probably, oh, I remember it was the first PG-13 movie my mom let me watch. Wow. And it was very coming of age for me. Mm -hmm. And it taught me a lot about high school growing up. You know, it was my first exposure really to um, someone gay on TV or on in a movie. Mm. So, you know, all these things with growing up and I thought it was so relevant to the times and I wanted to be Alicia Silverstone so badly. I wanted to be Cher back then. Um, I thought she was the coolest, coolest chick with her closet that, you know, she got to program on her computer with her awesome, huge cell phone that she had in class Yeah, you know, yep. and her fluffy pencil. You know, yes. I, thought, I just thought she was the coolest. And I also have a very soft spot for Brittany Murphy. And that was my first exposure to her as well. So yeah. that's why I picked that movie. Rest in peace, Brittany Murphy. She was yes. so good in this movie as Ty. She was. But I a thousand percent agree with everything you just said. We were preteens in 1995, so Mm -hmm. we looked up to Cher, being like, wow, this is what it could be like to be 16 and rich and popular. Yeah, she totally was kind of goals before we knew what goals were, I guess, back then. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, totally coming of age. I can't imagine my life without this movie, actually. And that might sound dramatic, but I think that that's how quintessential this movie is to me. I would agree with that, totally. You know, you know what I compare it to? I compare it to Judy Bloom books. And I say mm. that because right now my kids and I, I, I grew up watching those or reading those and my kids and I are listening to a lot of them. And I can't wait till my daughter's old enough to start reading Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret and all yeah. those, you know, about going through puberty. And those really shaped me as a young girl. 
Yeah. And although maybe some of the things Cher did in the beginning are not how goals should be. Sure, sure. I still think that, you know, she came through in the end as the protagonist and she went in the right direction. And you're right. I I think that it's totally quintessential for my life and mm-hmm. um, growing up and, and how how I kind of started viewing the world as a young teen. Yeah. It's kind of hard to put into words as I was typing up my notes and I was like, why why is this so hard to articulate? But it it kind of was just in the cultural zeitgeist in the 90s. And it was just so much of this movie in every touch point, like the way we spoke was affected mm-hmm. by this movie, the way we dressed was affected by this movie. And as a young person, those are probably the most important things in your life at that time. But I did want to ask you a question. Are you familiar with Jane Austen's Emma? Yes. However, I didn't realize that it was a parallel until I started reading about it. But yeah. yes, I, and then and once I started reading about it, I think it was a was it a I forget which article it was, but I was like, oh my goodness, it's such a there's so many parallels with Emma and Cher. Yeah, same. So I think I saw this movie first, and then there was a 1996 movie called Emma with Gwyneth Paltrow. Yes. And then in 2020, they did another uh, iteration of Emma with Anna Taylor-Joy, who's the star of Queen's Gambit. Oh! Yeah, so that was an interesting (laughs) kind of adaptation of Emma as well. So I think this, you know, the story of Emma being this really rich girl with not a lot of problems in life, she's kind of vain, she's vapid. It's kind of an evergreen story, which I, I don't know, I get a kick out of it. Yeah, and she was able to talk herself out of so many things. Yeah. And just like Cher, Cher was able to. Totally. Yeah, I, I had no idea that it was based on that. And, and then I was like, wow, <laughs> so many parallels. How cool. So cool. And there was there was even a character like the brother, right? That Paul Rudd plays. Yeah, so in the book, Emma, or I'm really, my, my touch point is the Gwyneth Paltrow movie because I feel like yes. I rewatch that movie a lot. Emma ends up with Mr. Knightley and Mr. Knightley is actually the brother-in-law so Emma's sister marries Mr. Knightley's brother there's no blood relation yes are there other specific things about this movie I personally have a really long list and I'm sure you do too but let's yeah let's dive in okay I I love the dad the relationship with her and her dad I, I know it's such a minor part of it but to be honest I think I laughed the hardest as an adult, like before (laughs) and and seeing it now, because it's been, I don't know, at least 10 years since Mm -hmm. I've seen this movie. And I was cracking up at the father. In fact, I rewinded it. um, The part when Christian comes to pick up Cher, I rewinded it for my husband to watch because I think that would be his reaction. That's such a good part. Yes. What did he say? He's like, I have a a 45 and a shovel and I don't know what will miss you. I, I love the their sayings, the as if, the whatever. Yep. Um, what were some other good... Oh, you could be a farmer in those clothes, <laughs> yes. which I giggle now because I live on a farm. And I, yes, you <laughs> I think do. She, and I think she's actually quite stylish, to be honest. So yes. I didn't, I didn't think she was... Yeah, I didn't think she was that bad. And I don't think farmers dress that bad either. So yeah. <laughs> I, I was laughing at that. The rolling with the homies mm-hmm. was another one of my favorites. I... Um, I know you're probably going to go into this later, but I I love the movie so much. I bought the soundtrack. Love it. I had this really small 20 case CD, um, (laughs) (laughs) CD 
organizer thing. And so it was like 10 and 10. I remember Clueless was my, like, I finally made it to the second row and I thought I was the coolest. Oh my gosh, I love it. <laughs> yeah. The makeover scene is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. It still is to this day. And of course, the beginning when she's picking out her clothes. I mean, yeah. yeah. And although it's like pixelated and, you know, it, it looks totally archaic, the, the screen does. I would kill for that closet, right? Yeah. And all <laughs> Absolutely. Options. Yeah. So those are some of my favorites. How about you? I have so many, but I wanted to touch on that really quickly. That scene where she's picking out her clothes right in the beginning, like yeah. dreams, goals again. Yes. But I was thinking about that software now, way ahead of its time in 1995, and I yes. don't actually think that exists in 2021. And I caught this on my recent rewatch is that it's a touchscreen. Her computer is touchscreen. <gasps> You're right. <laughs> it is a touchscreen. And it's kind of like, huh, that's pretty amazing from 1995. Wow. I didn't even catch that. I love it. I love it. You know, can I say something about that scene also? Please. So that, that was what, in the first 10 minutes, right? It totally yeah. touches you. I think even if you were a young teenage boy watching that, it would catch you too, obviously, because mm-hmm. Lucia Silverstone's gorgeous, but also, you know, it's just funny and, and cool. And Yeah. But what I noticed in that scene is I really appreciated her her figure. I feel like she looks healthy, mm. and I was just comparing it to some of the celebrities you see now, because I think when this movie was released, everyone wanted to be her, right? Mm-hmm. And. I think if it was casted now, I would I would question if the female would, would have a slimmer physique. Not that she's not slim, because I do think she's very slim, but mm-hmm. I, I just, I noticed it right away because I feel like back then when I thought this was a body I would dream of, mm-hmm. it's not even, like, compared to what we see now, it's not as thin. And that scares me a little bit, mm. you know? That's a really interesting point. Yeah. So yeah, let let me be clear. She's very thin, <laughs> especially. The, but I just feel like it caught my eye because she had some curves. Yeah. So that's why, like, I was like, oh, I wonder if that would fly now. Mm. And I just think it's also because we're in this Instagram age where everything's really filtered and mm-hmm. photoshopped and all that. So totally. I just appreciate her her natural body. Yeah. I I think that's a really good word. I think she looks very natural. Like she doesn't, Cher looks classic throughout in the sense that she doesn't look, and these maybe are not the best words to describe someone, but she never looks trashy, but she always looks very tasteful. And then in terms of dressing for her body type, I think she pulls it off. Yep. And I guess I compare it because she's sitting there in her, I think it's a white tank top and it's not like her breasts are pushed up or anything like that. Right, right. So so that caught my eye right away because I guess when I see celebrities now, even in these teen movies, they're very much done up. So. Totally. Yeah, she's not sexualized in a very traditional sense. Yes, I guess that's a better better word than comparing body types. But yeah, sexualized. Yeah. Yeah, so. totally. Yeah. Even when she's wearing that Calvin Klein dress, the white dress. <laughs> yes. It doesn't, like, she looks really good in it and she then, looks and, really good even though it's short she looks really good yes. so good yeah the clothes for me was just fashion is its own character in this movie how could you uh-huh. not yes but do you have a favorite outfit in this movie the the plaid one that the she plaid one iconic in. yes i really liked the white calvin klein dress of mm-hmm. course um 
I remember her shoes <laughs> when oh. she was shopping. So when she's going through the, um, like, she doesn't understand why it bothers her so much that Josh or oh. Ty wants to date Josh. <laughs> and yeah. she has these loafers with the, um, with the, the stockings up to the knees. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that yeah. was a moment. Like, uh-huh. Yes, I was like, I love that outfit. <laughs> I love the shoes. Yeah, those are. Those are some of my favorites. And I love Dion's hat when she picks her up. Oh, yeah. Dion's hats are just so out there. I agree with you. The, the iconic plaid scene, I mean, that's like hands down the most obvious choice. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's been recreated in a lot of pop culture yes. moments following mm-hmm. this movie. Halloween costumes even, I think. Yes, Halloween costumes for sure. Yeah. Oh, the um, when they're playing tennis, the white t-shirt. Dude, I was just going to say that one. I used to... <laughs> I swear, I bet you you could find a picture of you and I wearing that at, at TAF. Well, that was, yeah. that was I used a moment. To do that. Yes. yes, me too. It was a moment, yes. And I would do it now if I could. <laughs> well, I think it's coming back. You know, there's obviously yeah. this whole 90s fashion resurgence. Like, wide leg jeans are a thing again, which uh-huh. yeah. I, I have... I have feelings about personally, but <laughs> the whole white shirt and the black skinny spaghetti strap tank top yes. and the biker shorts. Yeah. I loved that one. Yes. And I remember when I was in middle school and the girls wanted to wear tank tops and we weren't allowed to mm. show our shoulders in school. It was a public school, but we still like we couldn't wear tanks. And Cher made it cool to do that. Yeah. And I remember being like, yes, <laughs> white t-shirt <laughs> with a tank over it. Oh boy. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. I'm gonna have to dig through some photos. I'm sure that that exists from from you and I. Yes. (laughs) I I have to shout out Paul Rudd because I think this was his big feature debut. And ever since this movie, I just have had a crush on Paul Rudd. He's so endearing and likable, like outside as this character of Josh. But as this character of Josh, I don't know, you you just want him to get share also. Mm -hmm. I forgot Paul Rudd was in this. To be honest. And I'm a big Paul Rudd fan as well. Yeah. When I think of Paul Rudd, I think about um, Knocked Up. And I feel like he Mm. plays a very similar sarcastic character always. And I'm probably wrong because I haven't watched many recent movies. But that's how I think of Paul Rudd. And I I feel like this is a little bit of a different spin on him. Yes, he was sarcastic, but he was totally dorky. Yeah. But still so cute. So dorky and so cute. Yeah, he's kind of got this like dry wit or humor about him that just is, he sells it really well as Josh. And obviously, I mean, Alicia Silverstone, which, you know, she is Cher. Like she epitomizes Cher. Without Alicia Silverstone, I don't think this works with anybody else. There's some trivia that I'll get to later on by who might have been cast as Cher. And Mm -hmm. I don't see any of it. You know, I haven't really followed much of her career, and she hasn't really had as big of success as she did in this movie, but she's perfect in this. Even, like, her Mm -hmm. voiceover throughout the movie was spot on. It was. The character of Cher, obviously, you know, she's so vain and vapid, and we're kind of laughing at her, but Mm -hmm. she's just so genuinely kind-hearted, which I think really, that's what makes this movie special. Yeah, two things about what you just said. First, about how she makes the movie. I, I remember I was so excited when TGIF picked up the Cher TV show. <laughs> yes. And the actress that played it just didn't do it for me. Yeah. Because you can't replace Alicia Silverstone. Totally. And I already forgot the second thing I was going to say. So just continue. And I'm sure it'll come back to me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that show, I, I did some light research on it. I think there were three seasons. Obviously, it didn't do as well as the movie did. And I, there were some people in the movie that transferred over to the show. 
Yes. But I, I just, I didn't buy into it from the jump. Just without Alicia Silverstone, there's no real share for me. Yes. Oh, and I remember what I was going to say now. Yes. So we talk about how she's lighthearted and she's kind at heart. That's what we were saying. Mm-hmm. And what I appreciate about Cher is, yes, she might be snobby at times and be very short-sighted on certain things. Mm-hmm. But other than straying away from the stoner crowd or straight judging the stoner crowd I felt like at heart she was never a mean girl Mm. and I really liked that because if she were a mean girl she wouldn't have picked up Ty like that perhaps there were selfish reasons she wanted to do that but I, I, I think in her soul she just wanted to help her as well so yeah I think everything that she does comes from a place of good intentions yes she's never malicious in mm-hmm her teasing or her opinions I think it's also just I mean this is a whole other subject is like nature versus nurture like this was just the world that she was brought up in she's in such a Beverly Hills bubble so it makes sense why Cher is the way she is sure but I think once she starts to grow up and see the world a little bit more even though she's still in Beverly Hills yeah you gotta experience things to appreciate things and take things in from different perspectives of course Let's see what else we got here. The script, like you mentioned the dialogue. I have a whole list of the lexicon that is just so iconic to this movie. The satire, it all works. We're laughing at them. We're rooting for them. They have zero problems in life. Nothing's really happening, but it's just still so wildly entertaining. Yes, and so good. There's no, there's no real problems, but it's so good. <laughs> Um, I wanted to go through the dialogue as if you mentioned whatever with the W, like that was a whole thing that we all yes. did growing up. Yes. Yep. Cher says everywhere you go has valet. And yes. <laughs> I, growing up, I thought that that was how LA was. And it might be for a subset of people, but it's just, I was so far from this world of LA. I think it's pretty true though. I think you can get valet pretty much anywhere. You lived in LA for a few years. I mean, yes, there, you know, when there's a parking lot, you can't, but most places have valet. And I just, (laughs) I remember thinking that actually. (laughs) Cher was right. (laughs) Everywhere has valet. I love it. (laughs) My bad when she says that. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, Ty saying no shit all the time. Just, Mm -hmm. I I don't know why, just the way she said it. Uh, Totally bugging. I don't know if that was a thing that people said a lot, but I just noticed this so much on my rewatch. I was like, this is so 90s. I love it. It is. Uh, She's a full-on Monet. Uh Uh-huh. And then people started using that. Yes. I feel like she she brought that. Yeah, that was new to me. Mm -hmm. Yes. Surfing the Crimson Wave. I don't remember that one. Cher is trying to argue with Mr. Hall about her tardies in class, and... She's like, oh, I was surfing the Crimson Wave that one time. Uh, And so he's like, I assume you're referring to women's troubles, so I'll let that one slide. (laughs) (laughs) But surfing the Crimson Wave, to me, like, I had no idea what that meant until, you know, a little bit later in life. So I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, all right. That's an interesting way of saying it. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. I chuckle just writing this down. May I remind you that it does not say RSVP on the Statue of Liberty. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, she said that with her gum in her on her yes, finger. Yes, yes. Right? Yes. Which I loved. I love that. Uh, you're a virgin who can't drive. Drive. Yes. I remember that one too. <laughs> um, and then this this one is, 
I don't think this was an, an iconic one, but I noticed this on my rewatch is, hey, Ambular, do you prefer fashion victim or ensemble challenged? <laughs> when she was wearing the same yes. dress, right? Yeah. There's so many, but it's just so smart. And like, they're all just small bits that just make it so good. Yes. And just make us giggle. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on to things that we don't like about this movie. Do you have anything here? I don't really. But when I was reading about the movie in that same article that I was referring to yeah. uh, with, with Emma, they also compared the cast to a bunch of Karens. <laughs> and I kind of took offense to that because I love the characters so much. <laughs> and, and then they also said something along the lines of, and if you ask any Karen about Clueless, they'll say, OMG, I love that movie. But that's what I would say. Too. Yes. <laughs> I don't consider myself a Karen. So, no, here's the thing. I, I guess you could spin it that way, mm-hmm. but I don't really have any qualms with it. And I guess the reason I gave it an 8 versus a 9 or a 10 is because, you know, at the end of the day, it's just a rom-com, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> Which, for sure. It's yeah. not like yeah. The Godfather or anything, right? Right. right. But, but really, like, perhaps it deserves a 9. <laughs> So, so I don't, I think it was very tastefully done and ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ahead of its time, for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to ask you at the end of this if your score changes. So we'll see okay. about that. Okay. It holds up for sure. Um, but there are a few things that upon reflection, there are some things I didn't really like. The whole Christian bit being, uh, maybe it's more of a WTF. Like how did Cher not know he was gay? And again, maybe this is because she's in a bubble and maybe wasn't exposed to gay people. But mm-hmm. I wasn't sold on what she finds attractive about him other than he might be suave. His whole 60s vibe to me was a little bit odd and strange. So, <laughs> side note, I've been watching a lot of reruns of 90210 before bed. <laughs> so Christian reminds me a lot of Brandon. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yes, Jason Priestley. Mm-hmm. Yes. And back then, as a young girl, like I said, he was my first exposure to anyone gay on film. Mm. And probably just the whole concept of it, because I lived pretty a pretty sheltered life as well. Mm. Yes, you're right. Being in Beverly Hills, being like going out in Los Angeles all the time, you would think she would have had some exposure and, and known. But, you know... Back then, as a young teen girl, I would have just been like, wow, he's extremely good looking mm-hmm. and pretty. You know, he's yeah. very pretty. So Yeah, very pretty. And yeah, I guess yeah. that's like the only reason why Cher was into him, too. Yeah. Maybe I'm just looking for something to not like, and that's all I could come up with. But two other small moments. Well, this is not actually that small, but Elton is just the worst. He's the worst, <laughs> but not a reason to have a, a tiff with the movie. He is the worst. In terms of if this movie were to be made today, the whole like sexually harassment thing would, I think, be a little bit more punished. I think that we let Elton off the hook a little bit too easily. Uh, he like very forcefully kisses Cher over and over again. And ultimately, mm-hmm. you know, he leaves her, which is kind of a very dick thing to, to do. Yeah, in the middle of a very unsafe area. Yes. Not a good friend, no. No, not a good friend. I feel like that... That whole chunk of the movie could have gone very downhill mm-hmm. in real life, right? Yeah. He could have forced he could have forced himself. And he also, when she got out of the car with that gun, you know, the, the guy who holds her up, that could have gone downhill as well. Yeah. So yes, I guess that's not very realistic. 
I mean, yeah, it's all lighthearted. I get it in this world that we're in. But again, Elton doesn't age well. No. So this is a very small moment, actually. Again, with the whole scene where Mr. Hall is announcing the tardies of the class and Travis Birkenstock, he has like... I know what you're going to (laughs) say. And now I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, Janet Hong, who is one of the classmates, she has zero tardies. She's like the only Asian girl in this class. And... Uh, it's a kind of a blink and you'll miss it moment, but I'm sensitive to this stuff. And she was the only one with zero tardies. And she gives this like smile and this look to the whole class. And I feel like it kind of further perpetuated this model minority myth of Asians being goody two shoes and teachers pets and all that stuff. And I was just like, I didn't need her to be Asian. Mm -hmm. I agree with you there. In the same breath, I also loved that they cast someone Asian in this. Mm hmm. But but you're right. You know, I think it does. It it was just like all the rest of them. Yeah. Creating this, you know, model minority stereotype. I did notice, though, the effort to diversify the popular cast. And that caught my eye. Like the popular crew. Absolutely. Uh, Stacy. Stacy Dash. Stacy Dash, who uh-huh. is Dion. Yeah, she's had an interesting career afterwards. We don't need to yes. go into we, that. No, uh, no, we don't. But <laughs> but that whole the whole popular crowd. I mean, it, especially all the boys. You know, I, mm-hmm. that, I I picked up on that right away because I I've just been noticing a lot. You know, about casting in terms of black female leads, yeah. etc. You know, and um and I thought you didn't see that back then. Yeah, at all. Donald Faison is Murray, which I'm not, I didn't watch Scrubs, so I don't really have a huge relationship with Donald Faison. But yeah, I I think it really, again, we mentioned this movie was ahead of its time. And I think that this is part of the reason why they casted a black woman or a black young girl as Cher's best friend. Yes. And she has a black boyfriend, which you don't see that a lot in 90s movies. No, and and the whole popular crowd of the boys were yep. also, most of them were, were black, if I remember correctly. And yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. I, I want to go back to that moment with Mr. Hall and Janet. Um, I, I noticed, but it, what I was also going to say was when, Tra- when uh, what's his name? Was it Travis? Travis. Is that the actor's name or, or the, the oh, character? Oh, character is Travis, actor's Travis. name is Breckenmeyer. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I I feel like I don't think they would joke about that today. Him trying to kill himself after the oh, parties. Yeah. So that that's one thing that I noticed. You know, yeah. I mean, like, and I guess it was a like it's meant to be funny, but I don't think they could they could do that today. Yeah, totally. So, right. So much. It has would changed. not fly. It'd be like, yeah, we need to talk about this. We need to unpack this. It's not so lighthearted of a moment anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But overall, not a lot of things I didn't like. Again, I'm giving this movie a nine. So this was me really nitpicking here. yeah it did it did have some moments that were not perfect right they could have done a little bit better but i feel like i mean i don't think they could ever remake it as well but let's say they did Mm -hmm. i think it would still be stellar and it it could possibly be a 10 with all those little little hiccups that we picked out yeah and i mean there's also something to be said about this movie being really short actually i looked at the running length of this movie i think it's only an hour and 37 minutes so yeah a lot has to happen a lot of narrative has to be told again not a lot of plot actually happens in this movie but Uh i love how quick and short and sweet this movie is but i did want to mention you mentioned if they're going to remake this so this is actually one of the questions i had for you was you know, we obviously know that there was a TV show, not good. Yeah. There was actually a musical, apparently, which I didn't really what? dive into. <laughs> Amy Heckerling, 
the writer-director of this movie, uh, I think spearheaded in a musical, but I don't know how well it did. So apparently this is actually getting a reboot. You know, everything in the 90s is getting remade or rebooted. So I looked into this. I don't know how I feel about that. Yes. Let me share with you what this is going to be about. The star is going to be Dion. It's going to be set in modern day L.A., She steps into the role of the most popular girl at Bronson Elkett High School after her best friend Cher mysteriously disappears. From there, Dion will have to deal with the pressures of being the new queen bee while also attempting to unravel the mystery of what happened to her best friend. Okay, so this is a lot (laughs) to unpack, I feel. I just did a quick Google search of Clueless being remade. And this was apparently announced in the summer of last year. So this might be set in motion now. It's supposed to be released on Peacock, which is the new streaming service, one of the new streaming services. So is it is it still a comedy? Or is it just a is it a mystery thriller? From the vibes I get, it's going to be like a dark comedy. But I could be wrong. I have no idea. Well, I don't know how I feel about that. However, I think with the age that we're in, or the time that we're in, Mm -hmm. I feel like, and I don't know if they've already announced the cast or anything, but I feel like they're going to be very conscious about how they cast it and Mm -hmm. how they portray characters. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. Much more different than than how they did it back then. A hundred percent. I just... I would hope so. I mean, I'm expecting them to. I I think I'd be very disappointed if they didn't. But to be honest with you, I don't know if I'm going to watch this. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, this doesn't make sense to me. I think this 1995 version is almost perfect. Yes. There's no need to touch it. We don't need to reboot everything that happened in the 90s. Agreed. I I don't think you need to... I I think they could maybe create another movie with parallels to that, right? Mm -hmm. With Emma and Clueless. But yeah, you're right. It's almost perfect, other than those things we picked up. And what's what's Clueless without Cher? Exactly. So... (laughs) I, I don't know. We need to have, like, some better original content. Like, today's age is just all about these tent poles and all this existing IP. It just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Man. (laughs) I I almost don't want... I don't want them to do this. Yeah. Same. (laughs) I mean, maybe we'll be surprised. Maybe it'll be a hit. But I also... I'm... I'm not looking I'm forward not to it. I'm not going to seek it out. Exactly. I'm not going to seek it out. Yeah. yeah. If, it, if it appears on my menu and I have nothing else to watch, <laughs> then yeah. But I'm not going to be seeking it out. Agree. Okay, so general themes. Did you take away any? Well, kindness. Mm -hmm. And I know that's so silly, but I think, you know, that that just rings a a big bell in my head because that's something I'm constantly trying to teach my children. Mm. I think, you know, amongst all the the fluff that goes into being the most popular girl at school, she's, as an audience member, we see see that kindness wins, right? Mm -hmm. Like Elton is is the D-bag that's yeah. not kind. And isn't he, isn't he like in the wedding, like at the back of the wedding, just grunting? You're right. Right? He Something is there. like that. I think so, yeah. And um, and the good guy always always wins too, which I liked. Mm-hmm. Paul Rudd, the good guy wins. The good yeah. guy, yeah. I agree with you. I wrote down, it's more important to be a better person on the inside than what's on the surface or what's yes. deemed popular. So mm-hmm. it seems obvious. <laughs> Yeah, it seems like using your talents or, you know, for the better, for the greater good. For sure. And this isn't necessarily a theme, but I feel like with age, I've kind of, I noticed this, I guess, is that Cher, while she's the most popular and most beautiful girl in school, she doesn't end up with the most obvious choice, right? Like Josh is kind of, well, he's not kind of, he's pretty dorky. 
He's grungy. He's her stepbrother. <laughs> her ex-stepbrother. Well, we're going to get to that, believe okay. me. Um, but yeah, he he reads. He's kind of an intellectual. So for me, it was interesting and very noteworthy that these two ended up together, where they're mm-hmm. so opposite and so different from each other. And I just like that she doesn't end up with the dumb jock who treats her poorly, you know, yeah. uh, yes. at the end. It's it's about, it's with Josh, who's this really yes. kind. He's the good guy. He's the good guy. Yeah. So we mentioned already a few of our favorite points of dialogue. And you mentioned, what did you say your favorite scene was? Well, I had so many. Yeah. Tell me, tell me more. So the beginning, I said the, in the closet, mm-hmm. right? In tennis class. Yeah, tennis right? class. <laughs> when, you know, they go down the line and everyone had an excuse as yes. they couldn't hit the ball. <laughs> One was like, my plastic surgeon doesn't want anything to hit my nose. Yeah. Uh, or, or flying flying through my nose. And yep. It's my time of the month and blah, blah, blah. So I thought that was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Oh, my trainer doesn't want me to, <laughs> <laughs> to undo anything he's taught me. I loved that I thought, line. So good. Yeah, the makeover scene, I've always remembered. I love the song that they played. I don't, I don't know if you remember yes. Supermodel. I want to be yep. Supermodel. Mm-hmm. Iconic. Iconic, totally iconic. And washing out all that red hair dye yeah. um, in the bathtub. I don't know why. I, t- I totally remember that. And I, I loved all those makeover scenes when um, Cher is getting ready for her date with Christian. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, yes. I just remembered. I don't trust mirrors, so I always take Polaroids. Yes, yes! <laughs> That's a great line. And she says it so, she did such a great job. Like, she's totally serious. Yeah. And, so matter of fact. Like, yeah, I don't trust them. very matter of fact. Yes. You just have to laugh because she's with us. <laughs> so outrageous. Yeah. Yes. Um, I love when Paul Rudd's dancing with Brittany Aww, Murphy. yeah. Yeah. That one makes me laugh. And he's such a dork when he's dancing and mm-hmm. he can't dance, but it's amazing. <laughs> it's what really just makes him more all that more endearing yeah oh this is another part i loved when they're going on their date christian and Shara going on their date and um <laughs> she gets in the car yes and he goes do you like billy holiday and she goes i love her <laughs> no i love him or him him i mean yeah. i love him yeah sorry i love him yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah. It, that's a great example of just like the yeah. small things that small, just. So, so small. Yeah, I so, totally said it wrong, but I was cracking up. <laughs> Cher is just so clueless. They just double down yes. on her cluelessness. And I just yep. love that about her. How about your favorite scenes? I have a few. Yeah, everything you said, again, iconic. It, there's There's no scene in this movie that doesn't make sense in the sense mm-hmm. that like everything is so iconic, which is so dramatic to say. That makeover scene, though, it was kind of, again, goals for me. I was like, I want someone to make me over. I want someone to dress me and put makeup on me as a 15-year-old. And yeah, that was just something I really wanted. For me, Cher getting mugged at gunpoint, the line, this is an Aliyah, and the the guy being like, an Awada? Uh (laughs) (laughs) And then she goes, it's like a totally important designer. I just, like, I can't with this because mm-hmm. she's putting herself in danger for not getting on the ground and listening to what he's saying because yes, she's wearing yes. a totally important designer. And I think, and again, that's that's her being clueless because she's able to talk herself and, you know, weave her way out of anything. And if she doesn't, her dad's got her back. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it, yeah. Oh, the driving scene. With, with Dion and Murray? 
well, both actually, but yes, I was thinking Dion and Murray. But then the second one I love is um her her driver's test when she hits the oh, car. Oh yeah, my bad. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, the Dion and Murray when they get get onto the highway and they're yes. screaming. That scene is really funny. I- it's very funny. But the driving test, she hits a car. She's like, should I leave a note? I mean, mm-hmm. again, Cher, just <laughs> so clueless. The baking, when when she's like, when a guy comes over, <laughs> it's really good to have something baking. Oh, man. Now this is just us like rehashing the entire movie because yes. another line that I really like is when Christian leaves, like very abruptly after they watch Mm -hmm. a movie she's like what happened like did i did my hair go flat did i stumble into some bad lighting lighting (laughs) oh yes and she had the whole place in perfect lighting you know i remember watching previews for this movie and they highlighted the part where she's on the bed with christian and she does a hair hair toss and she falls backwards yes and I, I was laughing, I remember, at the previews, and I still laugh to this day. It's so good. I mean, yeah. she's, again, she's that clueless where she's really trying to put herself out there. This this guy is not into her. He's gay. And she just doesn't get so, it. So let me ask you this. When you watched the movie for the first time, did you know he was gay? Because I had no idea. Probably not. I I was trying to remember the first time I watched this, and I, I don't recall. Um, but I don't think I knew that Christian was gay. I, I had no idea, and I actually, that's when I, I really understood what being gay meant. Yeah, like yeah. that scene where Murray tells the girls that Christian is gay. Like, he uses yeah. all these, I don't know, phrases. like Which I didn't understand, right. and, I, and now watching it, I'm like, oh, I you know, I get it. Yeah, same. What He says, like, he's a cake eating cake something cake yeah, something yeah. Uh, yeah. friend of Dance Dorothy. Disco dancing or something. Yes. I, I, yeah, and I didn't understand at all back then. Yeah. So let's move on to WTF moments. And I I know this movie is probably riddled with them, but did any, Mm -hmm. are there any glaring moments for you? So explain what you mean by WTF moments, me being clueless now. Mm. So (laughs) plot holes or just really, really unrealistic moments? Well, the the gun scene I thought was totally unrealistic. (laughs) The guy was so nice. He was like, uh, get on the floor, thank you, and then runs away. Yeah. Obviously, you know, talking her way out of every single grade. Yes. Was at least for me that was completely unrealistic because it would have never flown, but maybe maybe at her Beverly Hills High School. That's true. Maybe these rich people can really get anything done. But I mean but the the, the kicker for me was that her dad was also just proud of her for being able to do yes. that. Yes. Oh that was <laughs> that was another one that I loved when he was like, I couldn't be more proud yes. if these were real grades or yes. something like that. <laughs> so outrageous. You mentioned the makeover scene with Ty getting her hair dye washed out. Yeah. Well, I love the whole makeover scene as I, you know, we just talked about, but I really thought that hair dye washed out that easily. For me growing up, I was like, is that how hair dye works? But no, it's not. It's WTF. Well, no, I think it's because she did it with Kool-Aid back then. Do you remember? Oh. You would dye your hair with Kool-Aid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I wasn't allowed to, but (laughs) right. And so I think that that washes out. That makes sense. I mean, honestly, falling in love with your stepbrother, I thought was a little dumb. Yes. Okay. So this is a great segue because (laughs) let's let's talk about the ending a little bit here. Yeah. It's not until you kind of watch this maybe a few times, at least for me, because I was so young when I saw this, is that, yeah, Cher ends up with her ex-stepbrother, which is that considered icky? To me it is, but maybe to other people it's not. It's definitely considered icky for me because... 
I don't know, your your parents used to sleep together. <laughs> I also thought it was a little, I don't know, and maybe that's just, this is just me, like, totally judging and, and stereotyping the dad, but I feel like someone like him would not have had a good relationship with his ex-wife. Mm. And he seems like he has very little time for anything. So mm-hmm. I'm, I was shocked that he had time for Josh. Yeah. One of the reasons why I like the dad, because... You know, this is a really sweet relationship that he has with Cher, but mm-hmm. he also has this line where he's like, you divorce wives, not children. Oh, yes, yes, yes. He so for me, that. I was like, he's frightening. He seems like a very frightening person, but he has yes. this weird soft spot for the children in his life. And I just loved him. I think he honestly made me laugh the hardest. Yeah. Like his, 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 like his one liners. Yeah. So good. So the other thing about this ending, about Cher ending up with Josh, is not only is he her ex-stepbrother, but he's also, like, a few years older than her. He's in college, mm-hmm. and she's a junior in high school. Yes. She doesn't even have his li- her license yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, a few years of a difference at certain points in your life is not a big deal. But when you're, 16, oh. or when you're 15 or 16 and he's, like, 19, 18, 19, it's just... It's kind of icky, too. I think he's a little o- older than me. Yeah? He's, like, in college. I don't know where he is in college, but mm, I don't know. Yeah, I think he's he's definitely older than 18, 19. Ooh, that just rubbed me the wrong way for personal reasons. But, oh, yes. okay. That just rubbed me the wrong way. I'm keeping my eight. <laughs> <laughs> they do mention a few times in the movie, like, they double down, like, Josh, you're not my brother. They, they really try right, to right. create that separation so that maybe we yes. don't feel as icky about it. Right, right. They totally did. And if you remember when he's like, I don't have a good feeling about him when he was supposed to be working with the dad. Mm. You see the dad, like, it, it's only for a slight moment, but he, like, he kind of smirks when he's like, you should go to the party. You should go to the yeah. party. Goes to the party and then he he smirks that Josh goes to the party. Yeah, like what does Dad think that Josh is into share? Like that's weird yes. if you're the dad. Yes. Yep. Yep. I think he does. If that's he told me to watch it, yeah. And it's like he's finally soft for like two seconds. Yeah, that's like the only time. Yeah. Who's your favorite character? Is it? I mean, is it obviously Cher? You no, know, honestly, the dad's one of my favorite characters. Ooh, as, like, okay. Watching it as an adult, I would say he he made me laugh the hardest, and I thought he. He was very well played, like mm-hmm. this very busy litigator that, yeah. you know, that even Lucy the the maid the is maid. afraid of. Yes, yeah. yes. They really painted Dad really fully in this very short amount of time that we have with him. Yes. Oh, sorry. Speaking of the parents, when she goes, "Wasn't my mama Betty?" Yeah. I thought that was a that was a great line. Yeah. Same. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So yeah, he's one of my favorite characters, mm-hmm. and I really liked Paul Rudd. Cher is, Cher is, of course, a great character, but, you know, if I had to pick outside of that, the dad yeah. and Paul, Paul Rudd, Josh, were, were great. How about you? Yeah. I actually, I think I like Ty a lot. Mm-hmm. Yes, I was thinking about saying that. Yeah, I think I identify with her a lot as well, just because, you know, you kind of feel for her. I don't know if she wants to be part of the popular crowd, but she's kind of just taken in, and then all of a sudden she's in with the in crowd. I, yeah, I think she's just so endearing. I thought this was Brittany Murphy's big break, mm-hmm. and I think she played it, the character so well. Yeah. I think Ty's actually pretty clueless. Yes. It's funny, you know, she she says she has some really great lines when, I think they're, she's asking for marijuana, and then I forget how she said it, but they're like, oh yeah, we, we have we have stuff in the cafeteria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get a Coke, and she's like, no shit, you got Coke here? <laughs> <laughs> and they have no idea what she's talking about. 
<laughs> no shit. Again, just yeah, the yeah. no shit. There's this one line. She's like, shit, guys, you guys, you are the only straight friends I've ever had. That I've ever had. And- yep. Or, or you guys totally talk like grown-ups here. Yeah. That's what she said. <laughs> so good. So do you think Cher and Josh make it as a couple? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I'm sorry. I don't. Yeah. Because I just think, well, if I'm being totally real, you know, a realist here, she's mm-hmm. very young. Oftentimes, more likely than not, your first real relationship like that is not your first. I agree with you. Or is that your last? I'm sorry. Your first is not your last. You know, it's also really hard to change a person. And I feel like Josh is also young. You know, he's he's probably what, mm-hmm. like you said, in his t- very young 20s. And I'm sure, you know, there are things that bug him and vice versa. And yeah, sadly, I want them to make it. But then it would be a really awkward wedding. <laughs> so awkward. <laughs> You're so right. I hate to say that, though. I just like I don't I totally like dumped on the fantasy. Uh, I agree with you. I'm not sold on them getting or staying together. They're so young. And at that age, like the age gap is so pronounced. It's such a big difference at that point in your life. Maybe they're so different, too, ultimately. They are. I think they bring out the best in each other. Mm -hmm. But I think perhaps both are set in their ways as well. At that age, especially. Totally. Oh, man, I... I didn't think about that, and I really want them to make it. <laughs> I think maybe we can fantasize that they make it, but in real-world situations, I don't see it really playing out that way. Yeah. I wonder if in the remake they were together. Ooh, good call. Good point. So we mentioned a little bit about the music. Yeah, you had the soundtrack. I had the soundtrack. If I'm being totally honest, upon my rewatch, I was kind of expecting more iconic 90s songs to be in this movie, and... I don't know why I had that expectation or memory of this movie, but I don't feel like it lived up to my memory of it. There are a few notable songs, like the opening song is very memorable. Mm-hmm. We're the kids in America. Yeah. I want to be a supermodel. Coolio's Rolling, Rolling with, the, with homies. the Homies. Yes. And then there's that song playing when Cher realizes she loves Josh. Yes. All by myself. Yes. <laughs> with Celine Dion, So right? spot on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Celine Dion sings that. But to be honest, other than that... Oh, there's also Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Yes. That, they're the band in this movie. Yes. It was wow. actually a really good CD because I think back then, or soundtrack, CD. <laughs> but back then, as a kid, it was hard for me to make it through the entire movie soundtracks because there'd be a lot of like instrumental stuff. Mm. And I remember listening to that one. I think there was like 13 of them and I, I listened to all of them. Yeah, Mighty Mighty Boss Tones is in it. Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Yeah. Wow. And I think it made Rolling with the Homies. Didn't it? Well, it, I, I think it was actually already popular, but it just blew up after that. It doubled down on the Cleo Rolling with the Homies. Oh, side note, speaking of songs, one, I remember thinking Brittany Murphy has a really good voice. And she, yes. she really does. So that was the first time I noticed it. And then I love when she sings the Mentos commercial. Yes. <laughs> one of the best parts for me <laughs> sitting on the it's couch it's a good moment and yes. then she says i hope not sporadically yes! <laughs> so good <laughs> um i mean this is a really redundant and derivative question at this point but why is this movie so beloved and popular and this movie's 20 almost 26 years old and we're still talking about this with such fondness 
But why? Why is this movie held held up, in your opinion? And we've already talked about this, but anything else to add to this, I guess? I think it was casted very well. And honestly, I think having Paul Rudd and Brittany Murphy have such flourishing careers after and such a big fan base really helps mm-hmm. as well. And I think for all of us 90s, 80s, 90s children that watched it, it just it spoke to us when we were teens and looking back now it's just you know things things are dark these days and and it's yeah and it's really like okay i'm just trying to think of the teen dramas that i sometimes watch like um 13 reasons why or um Mm -hmm. Ginny and georgia have you seen that one i haven't but I've, i've heard that it's like a gilmore girls but darker yes yeah and there's just darkness to it because the truth is I think growing up as a teen these days, it's hard. And so this one, it takes you back. And growing up as a teenager is hard, but it's not as hard as it it is now. And it's like Mm. watching this is like the good old days. But but I think I think it also holds up, though. You know, I talked about Paul Rudd and Brittany Murphy and comparatively, you know, how, how it's harder to grow up as a teen now. But Cher just makes you fall in love with her. You know, Mm. there's nothing not to like. Agree. What are your thoughts? I agree with everything you said. The message of the movie is evergreen in the Mm -hmm. sense kindness and beauty is only skin deep and we need to work on ourselves on the inside as well as on the outside. Yeah, it's feel good. And it it just, it made me laugh. You know, the last time we talked, we were talking about there's something about Mary and Mm -hmm. yeah, that one makes you laugh too. But this one was, you know, it's just, it's good and wholesome at the end of the day. Yes, absolutely. So we alluded to this already a little bit before about how the cast is pretty diverse. I did also want to note that there's actually one other Asian girl in this movie, Summer, who is part of the popular group, but she just, I think she has like maybe 45 seconds of screen time in this movie. She has no real, you know, bearing or character plot in this movie. The actress's name is Nicole Bilderback, but I appreciated seeing an Asian girl in the popular group. I did too. My memories of her are at the party, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the Val party. I want to say she was in some of the photo scenes. Yeah. So you're right. But she I think really that's it. No, yeah, she really has no bearing in the show with very, very little lines. Maybe two. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> maybe two. maybe two lines. <laughs> I think she said something at the party. Yes, actually, I totally forgot about this line is that at the end of the party where they're trying to find rides home and Cher is still trying to set up yes. Ty with Elton. Yes. And they're talking about, oh, if you take the 405 to Sunset yeah, yeah. and you go under blah, 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 to blah, blah, blah. I just, yeah. that's so LA to me. Yes. And I don't know if you've seen this, but there's this whole SNL skit called The Californians. I have not. I have to send this to you, Kat. You, as someone who lived in LA, you'll. I hope that you will relate to this, but it's basically just a skit of that. Like, oh, take the this to the that to the this to the that. So good. But yeah, that's that's my understanding of LA. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so I have some trivia for you here. Okay. Alicia Silverstone actually didn't know how to correctly pronounce Haitians in that classroom's debate scene. Amy Heckerling told the crew to not correct her because she liked it so much and ended up keeping Hadians in the film. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I read that in that article I keep referring to, actually. So good. Yeah, so good. I love, like, she's so clueless, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. again, Alicia Silverstone is perfect for that. Mm-hmm. Paul Rudd auditioned for the roles of Murray, Christian, and Elton. What? I'm glad he's Josh. I don't see him in any other role. No, especially not Elton. Yeah. Stacey Dash was the oldest cast member. 
She was 29 when she did this movie. She looks old. I I mean that, like, in terms of... Like she doesn't look 16? Yeah. And let me me redeem myself. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of like now that you and I are in our mid-30s. Yeah. When you watch Sex and the City, do you think they look like they're 30? No. 32. Exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That is what I mean. It's with age now that we're like, there's no way she's she's 16. Yeah, I actually don't think that Cher looks 16 either. So I Googled this, actually. She's 18 when the movie came out. So she was probably younger oh. when she filmed, but okay. she was 18. Okay. There were quite a few actors who auditioned for this film. So Reese Witherspoon for Cher. Oh. Zoe Deschanel for Amber and Cher. Hmm. Leah Remini for Ty. Lauren Hill for Dion. And apparently Jeremy Renner for Christian and Josh. Which one's Jeremy Renner? Please forgive me. He is, he's in the Marvel movies. He's the guy with the, I'm blanking on his name. I'm so embarrassed. And I love Marvel movies. He's the guy with the bow and arrow. No, not ringing a bell? Not ringing a bell. Okay, we'll scratch that. But, But I think everyone was casted really well. What did you say Leah Remini auditioned for? Ty. I feel like she could have pulled it off, but I'm so glad they casted Brittany Murphy. Yeah. That's all I have for trivia. Yeah. I mean, I think the the Emma piece was, was gold, you know, in terms of trivia. I don't think most people realize that. Yeah. I mean, it's such a rich text, to be honest with you. And I actually really love Jane Austen pieces, like her books mm-hmm. and her movies. So yeah. for me, this adaptation is, again, perfect. Yeah. But do you have any last takes before we sign off? No, I think everyone should watch this movie, though, because yes. I'm going to show it to my daughter when she's a little older. Cause I, How old is she now? She's eight. But, okay, yeah. You know, I think in a couple of years, because, again, I, I relate it to a Judy Bloom book. It's mm-hmm. very coming of age. and Yeah. Your daughter, by the way, is so cute. I think, like, just the social media videos that she's uploaded. Oh, uh, I think she's going to love this movie. I think she will, too. And I feel like most teenage girls would, you know? Yeah, because, like, who doesn't go through this as a teenage girl in the sense of, like, belonging and wanting and crushes? There's just a lot of similar feelings that we all go through. Yeah, I I changed my score to an eight and a half, almost a nine. Okay. And I also am on the hunt for a poofy pen, a fluffy pen. (laughs) We got to bring those fluffy pens back. (laughs) We do. We do. Oh, you know what else I noticed? I feel like she made French manicures a thing as well. Like a cool thing. Mm, I noticed that as well. Yes. Yes. Wow. She's very well manicured with she tips is. and everything. Yes, with tips. And like perfectly square with a little rounded edge. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love that you noticed that too. I mean, Cher just, again, what an icon. Yes. And the Jeep. She made the Jeep really cool too. Yes. Yeah, she had it going on. She really, really did. Wow. I still want to... No, I don't want to be Cher when I grow up. But, I, you I know... Don't, I don't want to be Cher when I grow up. But... I'd love to be her friend. There you go. That's the best (laughs) way to put it. I love to be her friend. Well, thank you so much for doing this, Kat. This was so much fun. Yes, it was. I can't wait to talk again. And I'm so glad that I was able to rewatch it and then talk about it in detail with you. I know. It was so fun. And apologies if we really were just rehashing the entire movie word for word. But I mean, again, this movie is so good. Every line was a good line. Yeah, there's no fat in terms of lines in this movie. Everything was necessary and needed in this movie. Yes, agreed. (laughs) Well, till next time, for sure. Thank you to all listening to another episode of Romcom Weekly. You can follow us on Instagram at Romcom Weekly. 
Please subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and let us know what you think of this movie. What would you rate this on a scale from 1 to 10? And we'll chat with you again next week. Bye! Thank you.